As we arrive into the new year, it's often a time of reflection and looking forward, thinking about the things we want to change and recommitting to goals. Whether you have big, audacious goals or just want to create something seemingly small, these things take a large amount of courage, leadership, and creativity, which leads us to today's guest. With Will Gully, Director of Digital Content and Strategy at the Big 12 Conference here on the Sports Creators Podcast of sportscreatorspodcast.com. Will is on a mission to understand what's next, navigate change, and smashing the playbook of copying and imitating the work of others. By cultivating a habit of seeking out new ideas, people, and places, he's built a career on a path of storyteller to director of digital content at the Big 12 Conference. Now, Will spent five years at UCLA as the Associate Director of Television and Creative Content before making the move to become the Senior Producer of Digital Media and Creative Content at the AT&T Entertainment Group, where his role was accelerating growth of the Emmy-nominated Rich Eisen and Dan Patrick brands. Will headed up a multi-million dollar project for Super Bowl 51, the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am, and the NCAA Final Four. Working on multi-million dollar campaigns for world-class brands, you learn a few things about what motivates people and how to tell great original stories. Currently, as a director of digital content and strategy with the Big 12 office, Will oversees the production and distribution of audio, video, and graphical content. He is over all things social and digital. So remember, the world may never be slower in the future than it is right now. At the turn of the new year, there's so much negative energy around this. But here's what I'm asking you. How can you use this time to make a plan and ignite your goals into reality. I think you're really gonna love this conversation between myself and Will Gully on these topics. Hey, Will, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Jay. Man, you know what, I have to ask you this. We're starting out at the 2021. How are you doing? Uh, you know, I think I am um, one of those people that's doing okay. And I say I say that meaning there's a variation of okay these days. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know, yeah. in the midst of COVID and all the stuff that's going on in our world and society and in sports, um, I think everyone is just, when you, ask, when you ask that question, everyone's still okay. It's just a little bit different meaning. Um, and Jay, at the same time, I'm really thankful and optimistic for 2021. I mean, We've finished 2020 playing uh, 46 of our 48 football games, wow. which at the beginning of August, no one thought that was possible. No so one got thought that done, was possible. Right. We, we got that done and we're playing, we're playing basketball. Um, so we're, 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 we're moving in the right direction. So, uh, you know, I'm okay. And, um, and hopeful for, for, for success in 2021. How are you doing? I, you know what? I think you, you gave the best answer I could think of it. That's exactly how it is. I'm very optimistic about 2021. And I'm really excited for our conversation, right? Because I think there's some nervousness going into it. And we're going to talk, uh, hopefully, today about 
some actionable things that we can do because I'm a big believer that right now is a great time to come up with your ideas for your your professional uh, career that's the kind of your individual one and then the one for the organization you may work for or the company you may own. So I want to jump right into it because I think this is a great time to come up with an idea and execute on the plan. And I couldn't think of anyone else better to have on the show to talk about this. So um, I want to talk about being, uh, uh, you know, leading during change, right? I think we, a lot of times when we're sitting around and people talk about these leadership ideas, you know, it's usually like in this idyllic, you know, uh, environment, you think of collegial and it's all happy and there's nothing going on and the wind is blowing. But in reality, you know, we know that oftentimes change, uh, leading during change is difficult. And I know that the Big 12, you know, a number of years ago went through a major shakeup of the communications team. Uh, you were brought in and, you know, leading the efforts. I want to talk about leading during the change. And what I mean specifically is talk to me through building trust with this new with this new team. Right. Because that that whole part of leadership, while there's change and change is usually uncertainty and certainty breeds a lot of different things. Talk to me about uh, building trust with that team and how you built a creative culture of innovation during this time of uncertainty. Sure, sure. The the, uh, the shift um, that happened three years ago, four, almost four years ago now at the conference office, um, definitely uh, had impact um, uh, across not only the conference office, but across the landscape of college athletics. I think I heard, I saw a lot of different um, news articles and different clips about it. Um, one thing that I think is really important, you know, for me, when I was brought in to the conference, it was really important for me to do, uh, to first listen, right? Um, it's not about coming in with my ideas and my plans and all that kind of stuff. It's about listening um, to, to, to the organization, listening to the schools and the members, um, that we're responsible for serving, right? That's so right. The first, first part is how li is listening um, internally, internally from the commissioner and the deputy commissioner, my, uh, my direct supervisor, boss Ber Bob Berta. It's a, what are your uh, expectations for, for digital and social and for creative? What, what do you want to have happen? What's a win for you guys? Um, and then having that same conversation with the, the 10 members, member schools. So that's first, um, first foremost. And then um, once you listen and you, and, and you gain a better understanding for the ecosystem as a whole, right, um, then I come in and say, hey, based on this information, this is what my priorities should be, right? Our priorities should be, right. number one, serving the schools. Number two, building the Big 12 brand. Number three, generating revenue or um, increasing the gap between expenses and, 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 and excuse me, yes, between costs and, and, and income, right? Um, right? So everything that we do should have those three things at the forefront of our, of our mind. So then, so I present that positioning to the, the senior staff and say, hey, you guys told me this, this is the plan, this is, these are the objectives that I come up with, any questions, any concerns, any thoughts, and you're getting feedback. So the third part, Jay, is, um, so I talked about listening, talked about the objectives, 
The third part is honest and consistent communication and, 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 and interaction, right? And so when I'm going to act and saying, hey, this is what I, this is my plan, what do you guys think? That's me saying, hey, I'm going to come working with you. I'm collaborative. I don't, uh, I'm, I'm humble enough to know that I don't have all the answers. Um, and you got, and you, have, this is, this is a conference that you've been a part of for years. So what do you guys think? Uh, and so leading through change, I think at first it, it involves those three things. And then um, once you develop that strategy and you're, you're working uh, to achieve certain goals, a strategy is only as good as the, uh, as, as, as what's produced and what those actionable items are as what's right. executed, right? Right. <laughs> you right. Got, so you got to execute. You got to execute. And I think that's what we've done at the conference office. And over the course of the last three and change years, um, we've executed at the high level. Um, and I've been fortunate to, to have staff and to bring in some people um, around me or on the team um, that are, that have been experts at what they do. Um, and they've, 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 they've helped the conference grow, um, in all, in, in, in those ways I talked about in terms of, um, you know, supporting the schools and building up the brand and, and generating some revenue. So that's, yeah, I, I, yeah. I love it. I want to jump in here. Cause you, cause you bring up a really good point, right? You talk about, you know, listening and then, you know, sharing the plan because I can't tell you how many times, um, I've seen where, you know, I think people come in, they make a change quickly, and then people don't know what the plan is or where they're going, right? And I always say, how do you, you know, if you just get in your car and you say, hey, I want to leave, you know, Arlington and get to New York City, and we don't have a map. I mean, how do we know how we're going to get there without a map, right? And yeah, so I yeah. really love that part of it. But I want to talk to you about that because I think, you know, I feel like that takes courage because I think oftentimes when when people are brought into, you know, new positions like what you're describing, there's a sense to one immediately get off the ground and do the change that they have in their mind. And then secondly, you know, the, the, the pressure to do that, which then can lead to people not knowing. So so talk about the courage to share the plan. Right. Because that I feel like that takes as much courage to put your plan out there and share it with the people that you're working working with what you know is that something that throughout your career you've seen and developed i mean talk to me about that part of it i think um that's, that's a really good point you talk about courage it's for me it's about humility um as much as it is about courage i truly don't feel like i have all the answers um that's and if i did i'd be lying to someone um i'm someone that's always growing we're all always growing um, while, excuse me, I'm, I'm hired because I'm a quote unquote expert. I don't necessarily think that I'm an expert. I've got a lot to learn. Right. Um, so, uh, first and foremost, it's about, I think it's about humility. And if I'm coming from a place of humility, the courage, I, for me, it's, it's easy. It's easy for me to say, Hey, help me out here. Um, because most, and I learned this a long time, long time ago in undergrad. As an undergrad a professor said, "Hey, um, when you walk into an environment, um, um, the the way that you get through any sort of conversation is just acknowledging that you may not be right." Mm. And it's, it's so, so, I like that. I like that a lot. So, so I might not be right, and that's okay. Um, so that's that's part of that. And then secondly, like. Um, when you're doing your planning, 
and I, I'll go back to my UCLA days. When, when I was at UCLA, we didn't have a digital um, creative organization um, per se, right? Right. So, and what, what about what year of, are we talking about here? We're talking 2011, 2010, 2011. Wow. In digital world, that's like a lifetime ago. Go, go ahead. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Everything, exactly. Right? It was still 30 seconds ago. <laughs> so I got, I go, I go, hey, so I literally, when I was evaluating things, Kite Club Network started up and they were like, hey, we need to get campus content. And I go, well, how are we, the, whoever figures out how to get content on the Pac-12 Networks is going to win. Right. How am I going to do that? So I literally wrote up a seven-page strategy, like oh, seven-page strategy and said, hey, um, here, um, my boss at the time was a guy, his name is Josh Rupert. He is currently um, with, uh, with the Chargers right now overseeing the communications organization. Yep. Um, so I go, to, I go to Josh and I said, hey, Josh, this is what I got. I went to uh, Mark Harlan, who uh, now is the AD at Utah. Yeah. Uh, and I went to Dan Guerrero, who's the AD at UCLA, who just retired. And I said, hey, here's what I got. You guys want to talk? What do you guys think? Like, and, it's like, I, and I clearly spent a lot of time. So with my, I, I spend a lot of time in the details, right? Mm, like, I like, let's that. go to work in, let's go to work in those fine details. Let's make sure that our strategy is as sound as it can be. Right. And we, we, when, when I presented it to them, ton of questions. Yeah. yeah. Right. I had done the work ahead of time. I already had, I had done the research. I had done all that stuff. So the answers were easy that I already, they're, they're easy if they weren't in the strategy. Because I, um, I, and so, I, and I want to, I want to stop you there because that's a good point. So basically, what you're describing, which which I love, is you anticipated the questions that people in the C-suite and the leadership that you work for are going to ask you, and then you went out as a part of your plan and came up with the, what you thought would be the answers to the questions that would be coming your way. One thousand percent. Okay, I love it. I accept it because there's gold there, and I don't want people. To, I don't want to just go walk past that. So go, go ahead. I think that I love that because I think when people are oftentimes getting pushed back, maybe sometimes the the that part has been missed, right? And so then they get into a meeting, and then so when you walk out of it, you, you say, actually have to go back and do some more work. But go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I know I interrupted and, and you. No, no, no. This is a great. It's a great. We can go down this path, Jay, because what happens and what I've seen happen is. You know, you go to the C-suite, you go to even at AT&T, when I'd go to the VP, um, so I, so I know I was at AT&T, I worked for Dan Patrick Rich Eisen. Um, so right. you go to the, 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 the VPs at AT&T or DirecTV, you're like, what are their, that goes back to listening, right? What are your goals? What are your objectives? Right. Right. right? And if you understand what those are, then you can anticipate the questions that are going to come when you present new ideas and new, new strategies and new programs, new campaigns. Um, so it's, it is, it's, you're right. It shouldn't be, it's nothing to be glossed over um, because you want to be able to effectively communicate those things and, and, and make sure that it's, that, 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 that their needs are, are, are being met. Right, that their concerns are being met. So I think I think the points that you're bringing up is say you hear from creatives and they're like, "Hey, I'm getting pushed back from X person or Y person this or that that and the other." 
well, have you considered what a win is for them? Right, right. Because then it's not me, it's we, right? Right, exactly. So, so talk, so talk to me. I know I distracted you, but I want, I want to get back to a question, which was, uh, which I totally led you down a rabbit hole. Talk to me about building the, the creative culture of innovation that you guys have there, because there was this pivot and, um, and shout out to everybody who works at Big 12 or worked closely with the, with the staff previously and the current one. And it's been just tremendous people that work there. Um, it, I think when you look at it today, you can see the innovation there. Talk to me about just the, not necessarily the content, but I want to talk about culture, right? Cause I feel like. In the creative space, sometimes it gets over, it gets overlooked as well, right? We we talk about it on the field. We, you know, we listen to, you know, talking about the Patriots and other mm-hmm. organizations in our space that have great culture. Culture, I feel like creative cultures is, is is equally as important for the same reasons it is on the field. What things have you done and put in place to create that environment where people feel like they can be really successful creatively? Well. Um... You know, you started out the conference office really quick. I'll shout out the conference as well. Um, you know, the uh, <laughs> so I had to do it. I had to do it. You know, I think my second, maybe my first or second week here, um, the Commissioner Bowlesby, I was, I was talking with him, and he one of his, his questions I'll never forget. His question was, "Hey, do you have what you need to be successful?" Which wow. me, which basically wow. was like, "Hey, I'm going to step out of the way." and just give you the resources to do what you do and do it well. So I, I think from the top down, that's kind of the, the, the vibe here is that we've got people that are excellent at what they do. From a creative stance, right? Like I am, and Jay, you and I, we, we've, been, we've done it all, right? We've done video, we've, we've edited, we've done, right. fo- we've yep. done Photoshop, we've been, we've been cameraman, we've, we've done it all, right? Um, we have staffs that are excellent at social media, staffs that are excellent at, at video, staffs that are excellent at, um, at, 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 at Photoshop and graphics. We have, we have staffs, we have teams that are excellent at their, and they're super skilled. My desire is just like the commissioners. Do you have the, the tools that you need to be successful or to do your job at the best, at, at the highest level that you can? And then I get out of the way. Um, that's, it's not my, um, my, my, my job as a manager. If, I, if I'm a good manager, my job is to work for those that are, that are, that are, that are managing. They don't work for me. I work for them. So... So, so do you have the tools and the, and the resources that you need to do the job that you want to do? Um, and if you don't, let me know. I will try my best to make sure that you do. Um, obviously, that doesn't always happen. Um, but that's, that's, that's how I try to create the culture of creativity. I, I try to step out of the way and let, let them be creative because they're, they're, they're skilled and they're talented. Now, when, when, when you know, for me, and we talked a little bit about this communication back and forth and trust and all that kind of stuff. For me, when we have a team, when, when team member says, hey, I've got this idea for such and such, that's just the first step. Like, come and tell me what the idea is. Right, right, yeah. right. Come and, t- come and tell me what the idea is. And, and, and I can, 
you know, I may I may be able to 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 give some two cents here. I may be able to to steer it this way. I may say that sounds great. Run with it, right? Um, give me the opportunity to. You may need to run something up the flagpole, right? Give me the opportunity. I may need to give me the opportunity to support you and help. And it could be um, with you know whatever camera. I might might be able to rent some camera equipment for you. Or might be able to do this or or it might be me protecting you and guiding you down down a slightly different path, a less uh, you know bumpy rope, bumpy path. Um, but that's as long as I think we're talking, um, then. Uh, then, 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 then we'll be successful. I, uh, the cult, the create, the, the, you talk about culture of creativity. It's, um, you know, I think when we last talked, Jay, I said, you know, I, I read a lot of books. So in this, there's a book by Malcolm Gladwell, um, called the out, called the, called the outliers. And in it, I'm going to kind of give spoiler alert out there, right? The book talks about <laughs> right? the book, the book talks about success. Right, it's all about successful people, and he 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 sums it up by saying, success comes at the intersection of opportunity and hard work. Right, so my job as a manager is to provide opportunities, right, for those that I manage to showcase how hard they to to work hard, and they can achieve the type of success that they want to themselves. So I kind of get, like I said, I get out of the way and mm -hmm. you, know, you, you hire great people, you hire people that are ambitious, that are going to work hard and, you know, put on that midnight pot of coffee if they need to and get the job done. Um, and they're the ones that are saying, hey, I've got this idea. I want to do it. And so, <laughs> so great. Or they're saying, hey, Will, um, you know, I don't see myself being a, a correspondent forever. All right. Well, what do you, what do you want to do? You want to be, uh, you want to be a director of digital. Okay, cool. You don't want to be a court. Great. Let me give you some. Let me give you an opportunity to get involved with the website. Let me and you can work hard on that, and then we'll see where it goes. Um, so that's hopefully we built. Through, ho hopefully, um, I feel like I've kind of jumped a couple of different areas here, but all of that is a part of the building of culture inside creative. Um, we talk about communication, we talk about management, managing, we talk about um, opportunities, we talk about working hard, all those things come into effect. Um, you talk about getting out of the way, all, all of it comes into effect when you're talking about um, creating a culture. And also one other thing I will say this is it is important for me to stand up for my teams creativity meaning mm. so so talk to me about that because i i think that's a key point especially for people who maybe are are leading and, and struggling with this or you know you want to lead you kind of break that part down yeah so we'll you, in this space we know this there's a create <laughs> you know you make a video and you send it up before it goes out <laughs> you send it to like five people everyone... <laughs> there's people triggered there's people triggered right now just on you talking about this uh, out loud. But, but go right. And people and even immediately you'll start getting, hey, what about this? What about this? What about this? And yeah. Yeah. Shoots and arrows. Meanwhile, you're the one that's just spent 15 hours on this thing. 
right? And so me as a leader, as a manager, is the, my, part of my responsibility is to stand up for the hard work that and the creative work that my pe- that my team has done. So I'll come in and say, hey, um, you know, I appreciate the insight and, and we'll try to do what we can do. Um, but my responsibility to, to the team to, that I manage is to um, support the work they've done while also understanding the organization and how what and the organization's goals right so i can go into the organizational that that's yeah that's just say that again say that sentence again because this is the stuff of gold right here say that sentence again yeah so uh, i can my my job is to support and defend the creativity piece the, the creatives and then at the same time be able to communicate um, to the to the larger masses, what the broader um, goals of the uh, of the organization are. So, for example, if 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 we've got the football championship coming up, and uh, we're creating uh, some motion graphics, some animations for social, um, and someone says, "Hey, what this this doesn't this doesn't fit with something, right? It doesn't fit." I I can come in and say, "Hey, you know what?" You know, I get it doesn't fit because it doesn't have like the Big 12 uh, background or maybe you're not like, OK, got it. What if we did this and I can I can then communicate, hey, this is I can stand in the middle and figure out, all right, what's what can we do that's not going to overwhelm my team to make a huge overhaul in the change and at the same time. Uh, fit within the Big Twelve brand branding if it doesn't already, right? So, yeah, no, I I think you 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 just hit on a key point because I, I think when you were talking about getting back to the goals, I I found it, and I'm sure you found as well because you just described it. He's like, you know, so you come up with the campaign like you described, and hey, these are the three things that this campaign is set to do. Right, we're going to sell tickets. We want to have people. We want to sell the the nostalgia and the experience of people coming back to campus for the game. And you go through it, and then I found, and have you, and I'm sure you found the same thing. You have less objective. Um, over, hey, is that the right color? Like, oh, what if we did this? What if we use mm-hmm. this song? Because you have people focused on like where we're what what we're generally trying to do. That doesn't mean you don't get any feedback. But I mean, I found what you're describing to be so successful. You get a lot less revisions, right? When when one you start out on the point, you know, with the goals, you know, you create on the goals and you come back to the goals and present. I love it. You you're just you you just hit a grand slam for me. Yeah, it's important. I think it, there's a lot of great people that are creating cool stuff, right? But right. does that cool stuff, does, but does that cool stuff um, positively impact the overall, you know, organization? How does that fit into right. the over, overall business objectives of the, comp- of the company? Right? How, how does that fit? Yeah, I, I love it. And that really that, that brings me to my next question, right? <clears throat> because you've you talked about this plan, the seven page plan at UCLA. You 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 had a similar plan when you got to the Big Twelve, and then you know it's it's all about a great idea. It's great, but like we talked about, it's about executing. Um, 
So I want to talk about how things have changed in terms of social digital and in what you know performance indicators or you know key performance indi- indicators or KPIs are you using to gauge like how are we being successful? You know how's that going and and kind of what does that process look like for you? Yeah, so we're we are. Um, let me. How can I say this, Jay? The 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 desire of you know of our of our organization is support number one support and serve our members. So right with that in mind, our K our our primary KPI has to be has to be from our schools. If they're the if that if that's how we're going to be judged, that's if that's who's judging us, that's how uh, we've got to use them to judge us. So. For me, I well, I, well, everyone loves big numbers, right? And I can tout, hey, our engagement number, our engagement rates are X, Y, and Z. And I can tout, we've got so many followers. Like, I can go to that place with the best of them. In fact, we're right behind the SEC across all those general metrics that, that people look at. Um, for, for me and for our team, it is more important if a Baylor or a Texas or a tech, Texas Tech or West Virginia, it's more important if they are engaged in our stuff than it is about all those big numbers. So I would rather take, I would rather have one um, Oklahoma um, gymnast like, comment, share, whatever, <laughs> whatever post, right? Than have a thousand yeah. Yeah. fans, than have a thousand fans engaged with it. Like that's so. That's 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 the key KPI here, um, and everybody's different in that regard. And I get it, um, but my, uh, like I said, our schools have. If, if we're really going to say that our schools are supporting our schools is our number one concern, then that should be our number one KPI. Yeah, should be our yeah, number one KPI. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I want to ask you this too. One of the things, and you're on social, I'm on social for for what we do. And one of the things is, uh, and you and I have talked, and we we talk about the copycat mentality, right? And mm-hmm. and I think that's that's definitely the case in most industries, and I and I would say in ours, it's definitely the case. And um, you know, you know, coaching staffs may come to someone and say, "Hey, we saw." you know, XYZ school with this recruiting graphic, can you do the same thing? And, you know, you look up literally on face on, on uh, Twitter and Instagram, you'll see the exact same graphic in a different color for a different school. Right. And so part of that, right. And so instead of saying, how can we not copy people? It's right. How can we innovate? Right. How can we, and you guys are doing that. Right. And so you see a lot of duplication in our space. What is your philosophy? And talk to me about, the unique philosophy that you have of going outside of sports uh, for inspiration and creativity. Because when I look at your stuff, I can tell it's not just, hey, we wouldn't looked at the other conferences. So, so, so talk to me about that. Yeah, I'm, I, I pride myself on being different, um, Jay. I, uh, I, I, I generally don't like seeing the same thing across different brands, uh, different, you know, school brands. So I'm, uh, one of a, a, a really good friend of mine, say for Tani, he's now, um, overseeing some digital at Fox. We, we worked together at UCLA. Um, and he used to say, um, you know, let's, let's get out, let's get outside our vertical. Let's get outside our vertical where it makes sense, right? Where it makes sense. So, 
Um, for example, uh, we were we were at UCLA when Kobe uh, retired. Okay, so we we were like, wow. we're we're in LA. Kobe retired. It's a big deal. We used to be a part of the sure. conversation, and there was in, inter, interdepartmentally, it was like, why Kobe didn't go to UCLA? Like he's, you know, what are <laughs> right. we going to do? Why are we going to be a part right. of this thing? What are you going to do about this thing? So he's, you know, at that point we go, no, it's it's LA, right? It's LA thing. It's a Los right. Angeles thing. We're a part of LA. We're a sports organization in LA. It's inside of our. It's outside of our vertical, but it's inside of our vertical, right? So. We, we put some stuff out saying, you know, basically, hey, from one institution, from one big time institution to another, basically, you know, Kobe Bryant, congratulations, da, 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 and we're, we're done. Wow. Um, so from that, that's one instance. Um, when I'm looking at um, bigger, bigger projects, bigger campaigns, whether it's, uh, oh, goodness gracious, whether it's, uh, you know, a project like a website re- redesigned or a mobile app or a podcast or anything social when i'm looking at things i i try not to look at sports organizations right i'm i there are great brands that are doing things very very well outside of the sports space um so i'm i'm one of those people that's like and we i I live in sports all day so i know what sports i got i know what sports has sure you know what what can i get from food and bev what can i get from alcohol honestly what can i get from alcohol what can i get from you know obviously sports betting what can i get from sports betting what are they doing that is right. interesting right. that might be able to help us in the future what you know what is um you know if you're trying to sell tickets what is the christmas season what is stutterfly doing what is you know, like, let's look at how these other organizations that are in the retail space, what are they doing? What's Lululemon doing for athletic clothes? Like, how are they selling clothes? How are they? Let's look at how those organizations are are, are, are leveraging digital platforms, inclusive digital platforms and, cre- and what they're creating and see if there's a way that we can, you know, kind of see if we can use them for aspiration or inspiration into what we're going to do. Um, so that's, that's my, my, my philosophy is that I know I, I live in this stuff. I know sports, right. But there's ties. And if, uh, if I'm going to, um, if, 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 if my objective is to, um, sell concessions, uh, <laughs> right. Like let's, let's, Look at what a concession, look at like a, what a, let's look at what um, a restaurant is doing. What's a restaurant Sure. Doing? No, I, I love it too, because, because what you're describing is some of these brands, like when you work for a sports brand, um, there's already, you know, if it's a college brand, right? It has an alumni, you can have a big base. Um, there's people who inherently care, right? Whereas like some retail consumer brands that are just private you know, institutions, you know, why would people care? So I, I feel like there's a lot of innovation over there. So I, I love that you're doing that. How, how does that, what does that look like for you? Is that really kind of the things that you're consuming in terms of brands that you follow on social media or when you're actually going on a specific project where you're saying, hey, these are some people that are kind of best in brand on, like you said, a website design? So I am, uh, so 
I, I, I follow um, digital media um, publications. You know, I'm big on, I'm big on um, Content Marketing Institute. I'm big on Digiday, um, uh, big on Digiday. I'm big on, I'm big on some of those other organizations that are not specifically tied to one industry, you know, that they're, they're consuming. They're, they're talking about the content industry as a whole. They're talking about the digital media industry as a whole, right? And I, that's where I'm, that's where I spend most of my time. Um, looking into things, so I would advise. Um, I, you know, I, honestly, I, I would advise people to to really start thinking about. Hey, yeah, I love ESPN.com. I love you know Big12Sports.com. Um, I love the school. I would I would advise people start looking at Bleacher Reports. I would just advise you, hey, get outside of your specific industry and get inside of your specialty. Right, get inside your creative specialty, and and there's some publications out there that um, that I look at that 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 I think you can definitely gain some interesting uh, uh, insights into. You know? Yeah, no, I think you you just gave another another nugget here, right? Because it, it, even on whether you're talking about podcasts or blogs, there are some really really good. Um, you know, influencers or people who are just creating great content. I don't, I don't, I'm really trying to get away from the word influencer, but um, who are doing great things. And, and it reminds me like, it was probably like five or six years ago. I was on, I was a guest on a podcast. So they asked me like, I think it was a Christiano, uh podcast back in the day. And he asked me like, who my top five people were I was following and none of them were sports. Yeah. Right. I mean, there are some, there are some incredible, uh, you know, you know, if you're a marketer, it's like Amy Porterfield, right? Who talks about online marketing and, you know, how to build a million dollar business. And it, she does some, in, some incredible things. And the other thing I found is that they, that they're also, because a lot of times their social media and digital and email marketing and website are directly uh, connected to their bottom line as businesses. A lot of times they're a lot more sensitive and, and predict when like, for example, let's say engagement is falling on Instagram and, you know, it, and they're selling t-shirts, you'll see those people talking about it. And it's, whereas there, sometimes in sports, you'll see it later because the brand is so big. If you, and so I think what you're, you, what you're describing is absolutely gold. And it kind of leads to my next question, right? You're, you're involved in the Digiday Content Marketing Awards. Talk to me about that project and how it's helping you and the team and what you're doing at the big 12 conference office. Yeah. So, um, thanks. For, let me, let me kind of press pause button real quick and go back to something you said. Yeah, please do. I probably, I in probably turn, went past something. Go ahead. In turn, you mentioned, um, in, something about innovation, right. And how some of those out brands, not side outside of the sports where we have the fan base that's alumni and that sort of thing is kind of embedded. Um, those, you know the the retailers, the restaurants, the hotels, those industries, they can't sit and wait for people to come to them. Right, absolutely. They've got to go out there and get it, right? Um, and so there's something to be said for because they have to go out there and they're competing for those eyeballs because they have to do it, they have to innovate. And we inside the sports industry, um, I think, should be 
considering ourselves as brands that have to that really have to go get it and we can no, we can't sit and expect the alumni to uh, well, I mean, maybe we do to, we, we we can but alumni uh to, to just come to the game because they're alums right or um buy the tickets because they uh the, because because they went to the school or they they, they grew up in the town or whatever um you know being out of ucla that that certainly wasn't the case you know, oh, we, there's so much to do. There's, there's so, so much to do. There's so much to do. So and gotta, even right, and even great high school sports, right? I mean, you somebody, you know, just to, like you said, there's so many things. It's so no, I I think you're so right. And uh, yeah, I think I think we we fall into this um, uh, habit of expectation and uh, expecting uh, the 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 fan base to to show up. Um, and, and 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 sometimes it, sometimes it works, right? I'm not saying all the times, but I think for I think we 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 could do ourselves a favor by looking outside at some of those other brands that are actually that are that are having that must innovate, not just to innovate because it's cool, but to innovate because they got to make money. Yeah, no, I think you're so right. I, I think what those organizations and those storytellers you're doing and you and i talked about this um before is really taking the challenges of their prospective buyer and turning that into content and 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 and, and answering those solutions like i'll never um i can't remember the name of the company but there's a company out of like the east coast new jersey area and uh it was someone who was uh selling pools and so what he did was he thought of himself more as a content creator and he came up with like blog posts which were basically all the questions like if you or i went to go say hey you know will i want to go get a pool and you're going to call somebody his blog post uh answered those questions right mm-hmm. and so he you know you google him he comes up top one two or three depending on what you're specifically searching and the guy runs a multi-million dollar pool company right mm-hmm. um because and that gets back to those solving the problems like what are the things that are keeping the alumni or fans from the game and attacking that right i mean that's what you're doing so that's what i really love what you're describing because it's really great storytelling and i can see that when i look at your your platforms i mean like i can tell that you guys have really taken a different approach to it let me ask this what what challenges because because as, as much as we love to talk about success we all we also love to talk about challenges because we all learn from each other what are some of the things or pushback or challenges you've faced from taking this very innovative approach in sports because sports believe it or not people on the outside think it's innovative but at times if you're inside you could feel like it's very predictable sometimes so as a culture, so yeah. what is right? So you're innovating, right? In the culture that could be perceived, I'm not saying it is, as being very predictive. What are some of the challenges you've faced and how have you uh, dealt with those? Yeah, I think it's, um, I'm somebody that the, the challenges that I face is that I, I see a lot of opportunity to do something innovative. Um, and I, I have a tendency to bite off more than I can chew. So I'm super thankful for, uh, for, for Bob Berta. Um, he's, he and I are, 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 I think we, I truly do think we, 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 we think a lot alike. Um, not only do we both sport a, uh, a bald head, 
Um, but we, we are, we're, we, we kind of think alike, but he, he does a really good job with me of, of saying, Hey, Will, you could just hit a base hit here. You don't have to hit four home runs. You could a base hit's good. Um, so I think that's, that's part of my, my challenge is I think there's a lot of opportunity for innovation in our space. Um, and so that that's one second thing is, um, innovation, um, is only as good as the communication that you're having with people, specifically inside of our, a big brand, like a big office, like big 12 or a UT or whatever. Right. I can't just innovate on my own and say, Hey, here it is. Sure. Um, a lot of stakeholders, a lot of stakeholders. So I've got, I, I've, 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 I've got to say, Hey, um, and I'll, I'll tell a, you know, it's a success story. I'll tell, I'll tell, uh, one that did not succeed. Um, so I, I said, Hey, I wanted to, I want, I want to start a podcast. Right. And it's like a second, you know, second month here at big 12. It's like, Hey, we don't have a Paul Feinbaum here. Right. We don't right. have our own network that's about now Hey, pack 12 is the best or ACC is the best. We didn't have that, but we, um, but so what if we had like a voice of the big 12 conference and, you know, I didn't know the market very well. Um, and so I, I leaned on, um, a team, our team, a conference to, Hey, who should we get to host and how can we do this and that sort of thing. And, um, you know, the reality is I, um, did not do the necessary amount of, of legwork to, to, to make that, um, to make it a, a success. Now, we partnered with some great partners, um, Podcast One. Um, they came alongside of us. Um, and so it was on the largest sports podcast network um, in, 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 in the United States um, at the time. And, you know, we got Chuck Cooperstein, who's ESPN guy and um, really big time voice inside the conference office, kind of conference footprint. Um, the, 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 what we didn't do was the market research to figure out if people would actually come and listen. Right. right. So, right. right. So that, yeah. that was something that, that, that I learned, um, pretty quick, you know, in podcast world, right. Big and UCLA podcast is, is blowing up. Right. So, you know, I just didn't, I, I felt like this market would, would love it and it didn't pick up as quick as it could be. So a challenge there is, Hey, how am I going to learn from this, from, from this? Right? How are you gonna learn? We, I think, we operate in a you know in a world that's like, hey, we we either win or we learn type of deal. Um, I think we should. We're even in wins. There are ways. There are things to learn. And so, what we are, what we're gonna do next time is we're gonna have a longer runway, run runway. You know, we're gonna make sure that we are gonna we're gonna make sure that this is a two year process. It's not something that we're, gonna, we're we're not going to sell this to our Learfield people as or podcast one people say hey, we're going to make you know such and such numbers and such and such revenue and this sort of thing we're we're gonna we're not going to have those type of expectations from the outset i think for the, the 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 learning there is hey we're going to take small bites um and 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 build the audience not organically because we we yeah, we're, we're going to take small bites, build the audience organically. We're going to, you know, so I think we're going to learn, we're going to understand what West Virginia audience wants to hear and what the Texas audience wants to hear. And, um, and we're going to try to cater content to, to those specific um, DMAs. 
So yeah, that, that's, a, that's a, there, there's, when you're stepping into a new environment, um, as much um, listening as I did, and as much try to understand the, the environment as I could, there's still things you aren't going to know. And that's one of the things I didn't know. Yeah. No, I love it. And you, you mentioned uh, Bob Berta. He's a, the senior associate commissioner for communications, of the big 12. Um, but no, you're, you're so, you're so right. I, I think, you know, it sounds like what really happened there is you, you took that situation to learn, Hey, you know, right at the big 12, which has a huge audience, right? It goes, you know, as far for what to Lubbock on one end to, to West Virginia on the other. Right. And a huge audience. And so it sounds like you you guys really learned. One quick question for you before we get out of here. What is one thing, so you, you mentioned Bob Berta, your boss. If you had one takeaway and you, you know, you're talking to a creative, you say, hey, this is the one thing I learned about getting buy-in. If you had one thing to give in terms of advice of how to get buy-in from your boss, um, what would that be and why? How to get buy-in from your boss. I would say, gosh, one thing. Oh, man. Uh, honestly, I think I would say is the the first thing I would say is just respect. Um, and I, 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 the why I say respect is this: um, we as creatives, and myself, I say we, meaning myself included, I feel like I know a lot, right? Um, but at the same time, we don't know how much our bosses in the C-suite know, right? They're not spouting out. When you're going through an interview process, they're not saying, hey, you're not asking them, hey, tell me about your career. How do you get here? You know, <laughs> you, know? It's, it's, you don't know what they've done. Um, so right, right. The, the, what I would say is, hey, approach the conversation first and foremost with a, with a sense of, with, with respect and humility. Um, understanding that their their insights are very very valuable they're very valuable um and uh you can't take that stuff for granted so I, i'd say i'd say that that first that 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 is one thing um that's one thing i'd say one little piece of advice wow yeah Wow. So many, so many nuggets. Well, man, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Um, I mean, you are just a wealth of knowledge and just really love to see what you and, and the team at the Big 12 conferences done over the last several years. It, it's nothing short of remarkable. So, man, I really appreciate you taking time and giving us also some inspirational, you know, thoughts for looking uh, at 2021 and how we can be successful. So I really appreciate your time. Jay, thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure talking to talking with you. Um, yeah, appreciate it, man. Happy 2021. Thank you. Hey, good luck. All right, that wraps it up. A couple of things before we get out of here. The Sports Greatest Podcast is found on sportsgreatestpodcast.com. I'm J.F. Hicks. You can find me using the handle at J-A-Y- the letter F, Hicks. That's J.F. Hicks all over social media and the internet. Leave a comment or a question and I'll respond as soon as possible. Let's connect. Let's connect.